Welcome to the Young Saints Leadership Podcast, where we're going to be talking about all things youth, from leadership culture to supernatural youth ministry and discipling revivalists. We hope you guys enjoy. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. What's up? How's it going, guys? Oh, you know. Always so good. It's going. We are excited to be here today. Um, we recently just had something called a core team meeting. Would one of you like to explain what that even means? Yes, Rory. Oh, I'm going to explain it. Yeah. You know, our core team meeting is all of our, we kind of have a group of core volunteers and staff combined that meet once a month to really talk about what's happening in our youth ministry culture. It's kind of a separate meeting than our team leadership meeting our team night, but, um, it's amazing. Yeah. Talk through like squads and houses, Wednesday nights, youth nights, sorry, youth nights that happen on Wednesdays. Uh, It's a lot of fun. I love it. Basically all your really invested people that are like, we can do this together. Yeah. It's, you know, it's the people that have the time and the space and have given their yes in a way for the season. So it's pretty awesome. We got an amazing core team. We got an amazing core team. We're very blessed. We are. They're pretty amazing. Anywho, we have one of my most favorite topics today because I feel like it's been the most impactful thing in my life and has shaped who I am. And we are going to talk about discipleship. Mm. Dun, 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 dun. (laughs) We are not going to tell you how to build an event culture. We are going to tell you how to build people. (laughs) Um, Starting off today, how were you guys discipled? Do you, would you say you even felt like you were personally discipled by someone? Mm-hmm. Was it more just like a broad spectrum thing? Yeah. yeah. Dante, why don't you go first? Dante, you go. Yeah, I saw Rory looking at me. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I know you guys know this, but um, earlier on, little Dante. Um, <laughs> <laughs> little Dante. Um, when, I, when I first started walking with Jesus, um, I had someone in my community. His name's Mr. J., and um, he was someone um, that I look back and I'm like, man, there is such a um, beauty in like smaller church type mm-hmm. environments mm-hmm. that like that space of discipleship felt a lot more organic. Like there wasn't a program for it. <laughs> you know, it was it was doing life on life. And Mr. J, who was the pastor of our church. I didn't know what a youth pastor was, yeah. uh, but Mr. J would um, just bring me around his family. And I remember, you know, for my basketball games, um, my dad, my stepdad, he wasn't able to make it, you know, because he was working in a bunch of other things. But Mr. J would come to my games. Aww. But I was I was talking to somebody about this. And you want to know what's funny? I think he only came to one game. But what I remember <laughs> Is funny. that he came? That's so weird. Wow, That's so I'm, interesting. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> and wow. and that I I remember talking to someone about it. And I was like, oh my goodness, he was present. Yeah, he was he was in my life. I could call him on a good and a bad day, no matter where I was. Come he on. knew what was actually happening in my yeah. life, and and he brought me into his home. You know, not just on a Sunday evening after church, but it was on Tuesday nights and and Fridays yeah. and. He believed in the dreams in my heart and but stirred me in the right direction, you know. And and so yeah, he was definitely someone who was a consistent figure in my life that I would say, um, even a lot of um 
my mannerisms and how like he was a hero in my life and so I watched him a lot I watched how he was with his kids who were my friends how he was with his wife Mrs. J who was um, my spiritual mom and um, and I, I just watched him and so he was definitely someone who discipled me um, wow. in my earlier walking with Jesus years. That. Yeah, that's so cool. Love that. Yeah, I I would say the first time I can look back and go, man, I was actually discipled. I was probably it was at nineteen when I actually moved to Utah, where I met Mari and I got under Tom and Leslie. And before that, I got saved at sixteen. But the youth group I came from, it wasn't didn't have a big discipleship culture. Um, or at least, yeah, it, it didn't work out in the way that people knew your life yeah. or showed up to things that you were doing or all that. It was like, if you were at youth group, they would say hi to you, but nothing outside or extra. Yeah. And um, that was personal. And so I would say when I got to Utah at 19, that's when I kind of felt the first moments of two people caring about my life. So Tom and Leslie would always invite me over for food because I was so poor and I had no money. And so they would always invite me over to eat their food, which made me so happy. And uh, even stuff like one time, I remember, it's so funny, but this memory, I remember my window got broke or my car got broken into at a youth group night and while we were at youth and um, I couldn't afford to fix the window and I was so sad because it was going to be like 200 bucks and I had no money. And Tom said, Hey, go find out how much it's going to be. And I was like, I have no money. He's like, just go find out. And it ended up being like 187 or 178, something like that. And he just wrote me a check and was like, here, go wow. cash it. Make sure you get your window fixed. Oh. And I was like, thank you. I thought I was going to be the ghetto car. Oh. <laughs> like I literally was trying to do duct tape and everything. And I was I like, this is not working. You, yeah, I was, you know, that moment. And I remember that <laughs> moment and bag. like how many things like, so instead of them showing up, cause I was in a different season, it wasn't like they were showing up to games or something, but it was like they knew where I was at in life and they were a part of it. Yeah. And they invited me into those spaces and helped me. Yeah. yeah. Um, I also was discipled by Tom and Leslie, but mine was definitely started in my teenage years. They were my youth pastors. And I just remember, so the youth pastors before were really great. And I noticed they had like their kind of people and I wasn't in it. My older siblings were probably more considered the like, oh, they're in that group and they get to be a part of that. And they're invited over to those special nights at their house. And so when Tom and Leslie came to be a youth pastor, I was like, I am going to be that person. I'm going to be at their house. I'm going to be connected. Yeah. I'm going to get to know Tom and Leslie. And I was honestly one of the first people because they were our new youth pastor. So everyone else was kind of like skeptical. And I was like, hey. She wears American Eagle. So do I. <laughs> Let's do this. And so yeah. I was a very shallow teenager, Eagle. you know, <laughs> she wore, a, it was honestly a polo American Eagle shirt. And I, it wasn't very cute now looking back, but I thought oh, she was cool. So okay. Um, and so I just babysat for her. I did life with her. I ran groceries with her. Um, I watched her kids just hung out at her house. Like it was nothing glamorous or special. And I honestly, sometimes we didn't even talk about crazy yeah. Jesus stuff, Yeah. but like how you said you watched Mr. J, like I watched Leslie and how she did life and how she responded to certain situations and how she was with her kids. And it shaped yeah. my whole life. And honestly, there's so many times where I'm like, people joke around when I have like people that are under me, I'm always like, you're going to be fine. Like now it's this running joke with people that I help mentor. They're like Mari just tells us we're going to be fine. And <laughs> I was like, I do. 
And I remember because Leslie would always be like, Mari, you're fine. You're fine, Mari. Yeah. And now here I am saying, you guys are fine. It's going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm literally, I'm a reproduction of her yeah. walk with God. Yeah. You know? I love I that. think so. I That's that. my opinion. It's true. And honestly, there's no one else I would rather it's true. be like. It's true. So. It's a very big privilege yeah, to be it's a, disciple. It's so funny. I can remember moments where, you know, I was cutting Mr. J's grass mm-hmm. and just being around. And yeah. um, and I remember he gave me a pair of shoes. They were Converse's and they oh. were shoes that he wore as a oh, teenager. Man. So cute. And it was just such a like moment for me, you know, like, totally. oh man, I got, I got his shoes. Like, give me his shoes. That's <laughs> you know? amazing. But, I love yeah. that. Yeah. I, I think sometimes people are, when you think about stories like this, you're reminded of the power of influence in your own life and how much it shapes you. Cause yeah, you look back and you're like, wow, I I think different I behave different. I do different things, mannerisms, all of that because of somebody's impact on my life. I I would not be in Reading if it wasn't for certain decisions that I made with Mr. J. Me either. Like there's literally specific things that he was, I mean, this is crazy. I think back to this one moment where, um, when I first started doing spoken word, um, and I grew up in like a smaller community, but there's churches everywhere. And I was going to the different churches doing spoken word. I was on like a mini tour. I still have some of the old pamphlets with my face on it. And my, um, r- my, my rapper name was Dupree. Yes. 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 I love that so yes. much. So, so, so I'm on a mini tour. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm having these different gigs and I'm going around it. doing, doing these spoken words and I get invited to like this Christian nightclub. Yes. And, oh um, God, I love this and so I, much. I am so you definitely excited. definitely grew up not in Salt Lake cause yeah. I've never even heard of that. So, <laughs> yeah. go ahead. so, so ah. I, I go to this thing where they have like dinner hors d'oeuvres and like things like that. And, um, and they kept inviting me back to this place. And I remember Mr. J, he told me, he said, hey, are they compensating you for this? Because I know that they're charging. I was like, no, I'm just really excited to do this. He was like, well, son, you're really good at what you do. And and how you're doing this, I think it's incredible. And I think that even with you taking a step, you can start creating business with this thing. And he dreamed for me, like gave me new ideas. But then there's this one moment where I'm going to this Christian nightclub. It's like the fourth time I'm going to perform and I'm really excited. I've been preparing my stuff and um, I get a call from Mr. J and he says, hey, I know you have um, that performance tonight, but there's something else that's happening um, that I want you to go to. And, And I remember it was so hard for me. Like, man, I want to go do this thing. Like, it's what I'm made to do. And and this other thing that he's asking me to go to, I'm like, I don't know what this is. I have no context for it. Well, it turns out it was this youth conference um, of this church in Palm Beach in Florida. I'm from Florida, if you don't know. And um, and I remember this night and I chose to listen to him. I'm like, okay, I'm going to trust in what he's saying. I'm going to go to this place and we go to this youth conference. This is my first time ever being at a church where there's like more than two instruments. Oh, wow. So this is wow. like, I, I'm looking at electric guitar and drums and multiple worship leaders up there. And, um, and I see this moment, you know, and, and we, um, the church that we were at, like we had incredible musicians, incredible singers, but um, I'd never seen this expression of church before. Well, that was the church that I ended up getting connected with 
where I met the youth pastor, found out what youth ministry even was, wow. get connected with them. A couple of years later, the pastor, the head pastor of that church is who paid for my first year BSSM tuition. Wow. And I connected the dots years later that if it wasn't for that, that first decision where I chose to go, I would have never got connected with that one youth pastor that was there who totally. in, in the midst That's of 3,000 people, this youth pastor gave me his number. And we That's know crazy. we we yeah. do conferences. Yeah. We're yeah. not just nope. giving our nope. number out to a random person. Nope. And no. this youth pastor literally connected with me, Pastor Aaron, who gave me his number and we got connected. And yeah. Man, it reminds me of a story that um, I moved to Utah and gosh, two months into Utah, I'd been connected with Tom and Leslie maybe three months in. I was so ready to quit. And I was about to leave Utah. I actually booked a U-Haul, had my mom fly up and didn't tell Tom and Leslie. And I went over to their house and I said, hey, I don't think I can make it here. This is too hard. It was going really bad. Yeah, it was just rough connections, relationships, money. And Tom jumped on me. If you know Tom, he's a very um, (laughs) hands-on person. And so whether he's pushing your laptop down when he walks into a room or... You know, grabbing your shoulders <laughs> or, ah, you know, it's awesome. I laugh at it every time. But he literally jumped on top of me while I was talking to him on his couch, which really shocked me. And I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> and he started yelling, I believe in you, Rory. And I didn't really like know him that well. Like it was like three months. And he was like, um, and he's yelling that. And I was, I started crying and he said, Whoa. do you, do you trust me? And I said, I don't know. And I'd had such bad leadership, um, so much trust broken with leadership yeah. before I got to Tom and Leslie that yeah. like the last thing I thought of was trusting a leader mm-hmm. and he yeah. goes, do you trust me? And I was like, I don't know. And he was like, can you at least trust me till May? And I said, I think I can give you till May. And it was January. And he was like, okay, just give me till May. And if it, if Whoa. you still feel this, you can go home. And I said, okay, I will. And then by May I was connected wow. and everything. And it's weird that I think sometimes we forget like discipleship is meaning somebody actually has the influence to, Change course, your decision. Correct now. your life. Yeah. That you're going correct. like wow. I really feel like I'm supposed to do this. Just like you were like, no, I'm going to this gig. And yeah. I was like, no, I'm set. I'm going home. Like I already booked the U-Haul. My mom's coming out to actually help me pack, but I didn't tell anybody. I told her. Yeah. And then we changed the plan. And and I trusted. And I was like, this is hard because I I I want to believe that my way is better. Yes. Yes. And yeah. It, yeah. And yeah. it's crazy then what opens up after that moment of going, oh, I'm 100%. actually being discipled. Yeah. 100%. I, I thought that I was doing the will of God. Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> absolutely. I was, yeah. In my like, brain, I was like, oh, I missed it. <laughs> Coming yeah. to Utah. Yes. Not yeah. the way I'm supposed to be in Texas. Like there was so many culture shocks, which is funny. That's how I got yeah. out here, got married. I mean, my whole crazy. life started from Utah yep. and I almost left all of it. Gosh. Out of and it was one moment where he asked me to trust him, and I remember it. And I was like, wow. I feel like that's such a huge thing of when you are being discipled, humbling yourself enough to listen to the people yeah. that God has placed yeah. over you. Yes. And I know that can get sticky. Of like, obviously, people have used it manipulative or controlling, control. and yeah. I totally get that. But there is some element of knowing you're under a good leader who loves God and hears from Holy Spirit and is filled with yep. Holy Spirit. Enough to go, you're my leader. God establishes leadership. Yeah. So can I trust my leader if God established him? Is it really me equaling trusting God? Yeah. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. And I think it's so important. Like I've even noticed it's so easy to go to your mentors and be like, um, I heard God. 
And so this is what God this told me to I'm do. do. <laughs> and a, you pull the you pull the yeah. God card, and yeah. it gives them no room to speak into your life. Yeah. You just want them yes. to bless it. Yes, you want them to bless you're like, it. Like I just it want looks, you to agree with yep. me. Don't challenge me. Don't do anything. I'm yep. just I'm still submitting because I'm telling you. But like you have no say in this. Yeah. And it's so and easy it's to do that. Yep. Yeah. And I just want to yep. challenge you if you have someone over your life give them space to speak into it i'm not saying they have to control your life i don't agree with that but i care about like tom and leslie's opinion in my life yes. and decisions that i make i take it with weight i don't just say i heard god because i believe god put them in my life so them saying something i take it as a a word from god or even a a an idea that maybe God wants me to think yeah, about before yeah. I make that decision. So humble yourself before your leaders. And it's, it's equal to trusting God yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, you can even see it like this is what's crazy. I love pulling stuff back into the Bible. So people don't just think, what are you guys talking about? And we're just yeah. talking. Jesus calls disciples. He course corrects all of their lives. Right. Yep. I mean, it's just so much, so much, mm -hmm. but what's interesting is then down the road, Peter, who's one of the main three, who's really empowered, really connected, launches the church, has to then be course corrected by Paul because he actually let theology, old way of thinking come back in for where do the Gentiles fit? Yeah. And it's intriguing that, that Peter was able to actually like handle that level of conflict and course correction because he had already learned how to submit himself to one another and to humility. be discipled and humility. Yeah. And I think discipleship grows humility in your life. And as leaders, sometimes you can almost think discipleship is for a new believer. No, That's not, not it. True. Like discipleship right. is the way of life. We're supposed to disciple yes. nations and constantly be discipled ourselves to look more like Jesus. Yes. And then out of that, we disciple. And, yeah. and I just think people, they'll look at it like, oh, new believers need to be discipled. Now that I've like, you know, been in this I a while, it. I got it. Yeah. Yep. And, and right there, you're like setting yourself up for a trap because you're no longer undercovering. You're, mm -hmm. you're no longer fostering humility and trust with each other and, and vulnerability and going, oh, I have people that are over me that, that can speak into my life. Even when that it's see scary, your blind spots. Yeah. that see your blind spots that might tell you to do something and say, can you trust me? And you're yes. like, but I feel this so strong. And they're like, totally. Yes. yes. So, and I think it's important, even whatever stage of life you are, all of us are still being discipled. Yes. All of us still have people we go to on our hard and bad days. And even like we have each other to walk through life yeah. together, but we also have pe people further along, older, have older kids that have done these things before. Oh, yeah. And I think wherever you're at in your walk, with God and in life, you need to make sure you're submitted somewhere. And honestly, that could be hard for some of you to hear. You're like, I literally have no one to disciple me. My church doesn't really do this. We only have a discipleship program. People aren't opening up their house to me. Like, I don't even know how to do this. Mm -hmm. I think it's important that you ask God, who can I pull on? And who are you highlighting to speak into my life and mentor yeah. me? And obey and run after it, even if it's scary, because obviously we won't get to all of discipleship. We're going to do a part two, but you, it's easier for me to think about discipling other people because I've been discipled. Yeah. So I have a, yes. I have an idea of how to do it. Whereas some people are like, I've never been discipled. I don't even yeah. know where to begin. I, I think it, a lot of it begins with, can I trust people? Yes. Yep. Can I trust people? 
Yep. To have someone speak into my life totally. without self-protecting, yep. without the fear that their input into my life will lead me down a wrong path. Yeah. Because that's a lie from the enemy that keeps us away from submitting our lives. Totally. That if someone actually speaks into my life beyond what I can see, will it take me into what God is, yes. is actually, ha- that he has for yep. me? True. And I, I think for me, there's been seasons of where, you know, Mr. J, when I was back home, he was the one discipling me. He was the one that I would go to. But when I came to Reading, like our connection and the phone calls were way less and I had totally. to find someone else in right. this space and I think sometimes when when we have a season shift the yep. things change and that person that we used to go to changes we're like well I can't find anyone else like that so I, I guess I got to just do it by myself and that's yeah. not true like you have to so find good. other leaders other people that you can pull on yes. and, and Tom was that person for me it's good when I came into this environment yeah. so that's so good, good. yeah we'll yep. end on this that find someone like we were saying. And if you have any questions or this is hard, you can reach us out. Reach we're out to on us, yeah. Instagram, email. We'd love to connect. Like I know this is a foreign thought, especially if you have, like Rory was talking about leadership wounds. It could be very scary. Right. Yeah. So feel free to reach out if you have any questions and we'd love to help you. But for now, we're going to end and we will have a part two on how to make disciples and what that looks like for fun. you guys later. But we love you. Thanks for listening.